Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you're listening, around the world, this is Sedona Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello everyone. This is Helena, Helena Margareta, and I have been waiting for my co-host or my guest to call in, and I see she has called in this very second. Are you there, Heather? I am, Helena. How are you? <laughs> you called right on the second, and I was sitting here biting my fingernails. Where is oh. she? Where is she? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I have my uh, watch a little fast, and then I was, re- and then I went, oh my gosh, I forgot. It's five minutes. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, slower. So um, I quickly called. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. But no, that's wonderful. You called right on the dot, as you could hear. You are now on the show. And this is Helena, Helena Margareta. And for the ones who heard me on my last show, you remember now that I said, instead of my announcement, this is Helena, Helena Steiner-Hornstein, I now say this is Helena, Helena Margareta. And I'm going to go into that name change uh, another time, but today we have a very important guest. This is Heather Cumming. And Heather Cumming is someone I met last February when we both spoke from the same stage in Helsinki, Finland. I was absolutely delighted to meet Helen, Heather. And uh, we had nice conversations, and she wrote a book about John of God in Brazil. And Heather is herself a shamanic practitioner, a Reiki master, a teacher, and a certified Qigong practitioner. She works with John of God. She is his official translator, and she travels with him. And she is bringing him to United States, I believe, isn't she? Aren't you, Heather? Yes, it is. Um, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me on your on your show. And uh, I so enjoyed uh, meeting you in Finland. And uh, beginning of what I know will be a, a wonderful friendship. And I was so impressed with uh, your presentation too, and such a heartfelt and. Uh, joy-filled message you give out into the world. Beautiful work, and um, I'm uh, very honored to know you. And, well, thank um, you so much. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I am bringing him. This will be our fourth year at the Omega uh, Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Yes. And um, John of God will be attending for four days. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. So, uh, by the way, our show is heard in... Lots of countries. The station says we are heard in 84 countries. And most of my listeners are in, of course, United States and Canada, but also in Scandinavia. So you have many listeners now from Finland. So we can already now announce that you're coming back to Finland. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Well, I'll look forward to that very much. I had a marvelous time there even though it was snowy. But, I, you know, I expected it to be snowy. So um, when they told me this was unusual weather, I, that was, uh, I, I had expected lots of snow. And people were so friendly and uh, spiritual, very spiritual people. Yes, Finns are very, very spiritual people. They're a little afraid. Uh, but we have to loosen them up. And I think they could help changing the world. You know, I really mean that. And I told them so, too. So it's a great place to work in, and I'm going to be back in Finland myself end of this 
coming month, end of May. And if anyone is interested in finding out more about it, well, I have a contact, of course, in Helsinki. But otherwise, you can email me back uh, at uh, drhelenainfo at yahoo.com, drhelenainfo at yahoo.com, or activeail at gmail.com. So, Heather, how come you you are doing what you are doing? How come you got into being a shamanic practitioner? That's my number one question. Well, that was uh, uh, I, I was brought up in Brazil on a on a. My father was a, a cattle rancher, and I was uh, had the great good fortune of being brought up on a farm, and uh, which uh, was very shamanic. You know, we had uh, first of all we had no television. We had a uh, rusty old uh, radio which connected us to the BBC and that was our connection to the outside world for usually about a month at a time uh, especially during the wet weather maybe longer and um, so you know first of all uh, my mother taught me till I was uh, eight and a half and then I would uh, my education was with the the cowboys the wranglers you know working with the cattle rounding up cattle counting the cattle and uh, that was the part I loved. So from 7 till 10.30, my mother taught me the, um, the three R's. And, and then uh, I, I rode with the Wranglers uh, until really, till, uh, till I was 30, you know, most of the time. Of course, I went off to study in Sao Paulo and then in Scotland. Uh, but it, all the time that I could, I'd be back on the farm. And I learned a lot from these very uh, earth-centered people about nature staying in harmony with nature and so then I uh, uh, met a lot of healers and then I studied with a, a wonderful teacher in America uh, Sandra Ingerman and uh, and the foundation for shamanic studies oh, great you know the upbringing and I know from myself I grew up well of course I grew up in the big city of Stockholm but I actually feel the time that is the most important to me is the time when I grew up in Vermland, you know, in the west part of Sweden, surrounded by forests and countryside and water, and you know, so I was very, very connected with nature myself, and I spent all days practically out in the forest and uh, connecting with the trees and with nature, and I swear there are the so-called little people in the forest, in the big, I swear, <laughs> they are there. Oh, what you say? I yeah. totally, I totally... Uh... Uh, believe and uh, and in, in fact uh, um, you know often have seen them um, reflected in light and now um, you know orbs that we can see um, uh, the beauty of these beautiful this you know intelligence um, reflected in photographs now so yeah. so easily especially uh, and uh, the forest it must have been beautiful in, uh, in it in was absolutely lovely this was untouched forest with those big trees and the big mosses and then you had the water coming out from nowhere here and there it was absolutely lovely to me this was my world and that's how i got my inspiration for all future i would say i really still feel very connected to nature through that time but, of course, uh, I can now, if I drive through the countryside and come to big forests, even in this country, I will always get out here and there and just connect with the trees and connect with nature. So yes. going back to you now, how, um, 
uh, how come you speak English? I mean, your parents were English, I see, <laughs> or um, English or American, but you speak English, English. Uh, my parents were Scottish, and um, so uh, my father spoke with a very thick uh, Scottish brogue, and he was from the west coast of Scotland, and my mother was from Edinburgh, and, and but she had grown up in England, so she spoke uh, as I speak, I guess, as she taught me, and uh, they say, you know, the first seven years you pick up that accent, and uh, I never really lost it, and so uh, that's uh, how I speak uh, like this, and, uh, but I consider my heart is Brazilian, you know, I really feel passionate about Brazil and connected there, and uh, my, my mother used to, uh, to, to, to wonder, my mother loved to cook, and um, she was a wonderful cook, and you know she had to be. She was a, a pioneer, really. Had to be self-sufficient, and we got everything from the farm because it was sometimes a three-hour journey by mud road to the local town for supplies. Yeah. So um, you were really by yourself, there, yeah. Yes, we were, and but I wanted to be on my horse all day, you know, and with the animals and with nature, and uh, the same with the water. We would have in each uh, pasture there would be a spring, and we always knew where it was. And after counting the cattle and checking them to make sure everything was good, we would all ride down to the spring and put our heads right into the earth and get the water icy cold. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, and probably uh, absolutely clean and not polluted like today. No. Now, at that time, and I don't really know the age of John of God uh, nor yours, because I find we are all ageless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, at that time, was that a John of God, uh, or did, I, did he come in later? No, there definitely was. He's uh, a, a few years, not many, four or five years older than me. I'm, I'm going to be 60, and uh, he's uh, his early 60s. And um, so uh, he... he um, you know, was practicing, but I didn't really hear about him till about 11 years ago. And uh, then I, um, I felt I'd been searching uh, to serve his mission all my life because I was always on a spiritual search. And, and um, then when I first went there 10 years ago, I knew I had found, uh, um, you know, what I had been searching for, it felt, all my life. And, um, I'm, and I'm devoted now to serving his mission in any way that I can that can be helpful, and uh, and I'm, my life has transformed, and uh, it uh, feels like I found my destiny. I'm very fortunate to have connected with him, such an incredible man. Yeah, I, you know, I uh, saw on the YouTube video with you working with uh, John of God, and for those people out there, it's not only you wrote the book, you're actually with him all the time uh, when you are in Brazil. It's not that you just got down there and wrote a book. You're actually working with him. And here I saw you in the room, in the video, and the energy, for me, you know, this is what I do. I pick up on energy uh, even remotely. And uh, it, it was so amazing. On the, the energy in that room was so fantastic. I kept replaying it and replaying it because it was so Oh, so filled with love and spirituality, and I could just sense everything in the room. Tell me what is happening now. Do people stand in line outside of his house? Uh, That's the way it looked like. And they enter this room, and he sat there 
at the end of the room uh, in a chair with a table next to him, and you were leading people up to him, introducing them, I thought, and uh, then stay with them just for a few seconds, and they sat down. Can you tell me about that process or the procedure? Y- what? Yes, yes, definitely. Well, uh, when I'm there, I mean, uh, the, he and the entities do all the work. I, um, I translate uh, uh, when he travels abroad for him, and I um, uh, also, you know, uh, um, help in the casa, we call it the Casa of Don Ignacio, the, the, the house of St. Ignatius, who is the founder of the Jesuit movement, um, foundation, the uh, Jesuit order, along with uh, St. Francis Xavier. And he's the sort of um, patron saint, let's say, and uh, of, of uh, the retreat center. And it's a, a, a center, uh, John of God, or Medium Joan, as I call him, travels from his home every day. It's about 40 minutes. And then we wait, we begin with a prayer and some inspirational talk waiting uh, for him to incorporate, take on the, um, the spirit of light that's going to work through his body. So John of God himself, his consciousness is set aside and a spirit of light, an evolved being, um, works through his body. And so color of his eyes, his personality, everything changes and uh, carries... Um, immense uh, unconditional love, as you said, as you sense quite rightly, so much energy. And then we, um, we form lines. So people who first time or second time, or who have been more than one time, would enter the second timeline, and we go before him. Now, before that, I met with my group one-on-one individually and discussed you know, issues two, two days before that, preparing them. And so when, I'm, when you see me going up to the entity, I'm presenting three questions um, that they're asking assistance for, which are sort of really uh, condensed down. And, um, and then the entity will either say, the entity of light, uh, sit in his current and meditate, and then those, uh, they receive very high frequency vibration. Or perhaps he will ask them, to go through to the blessing room where uh, they receive a, a very powerful transmission of energy, or perhaps he'll suggest a spiritual intervention for later that afternoon or at another day. And so these are the, the options. Or a spiritual um, a crystal bed session, um, which is uh, something I can explain afterwards. And uh, so then if, you're, if one is sitting in the current, uh, one closes one's eyes and meditates and, uh, you know, really is connected to that, um, that current <laughs> of uh, divine light, you know, and the entities then raise our vibrations so that, that we can receive healing energy. And maybe old memories come up or that need wow. healing. So it, basically, I'm just thinking, compare myself, I work only with what I call with the light, with the white light, and the light is telling me, and the light is, is entering, uh, you know, the, the my client and myself together. But you're working with entities, uh, or he is working with entities of the light. What difference is that? Okay, so he's, well, the same thing. It's really light consciousness, and, okay. uh, but, but, um, and, uh, Christ consciousness, you know, the teachings of Jesus are followed, but every um, religion is welcome. Nobody needs to change their prayers or faith in any way. All religions are welcome. Um, but these are the entities of light are these evolved spirits, such as St. Ignatius of Loyola, that um, take, work through his body. So then they talk, they communicate, 
and his no. consciousness is set aside. He doesn't remember anything. And uh, actually, the, his, the color of his eyes change sometimes. Sometimes they're green, sometimes brown, sometimes blue. And uh, so these are very evolved uh, spirits of light working through him. And then, of course, a big, an enormous group consciousness that is working uh, with everybody at, uh, at the casa. So it is the light consciousness, just like the yeah. same as you. So this is what working you call the spirit the doctors. Yeah. Yes, spirit doctors. Yeah, okay, spirit doctors. And then uh, uh, men so mentioned some of the guardian animal spirits. What is that? Oh, that is in, in shamanic teaching. You know, when we're, mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with John of God's teachings. Oh, okay. But in, in, um, in shamanism, um, which is cross-cultural, you know, earth-honoring and, um, and believing that, um, you know, that we are connected to nature and animal spirits and that we have guardian angels, uh, teachers, guardian, you know, teachers, evolved beings too, as well as um, animal spirit guides that uh, come to us when we're born. But that's something completely separate from John of God's teachings. I see. Well, that, uh, you know, I just saw that on your homepage. By the way, uh, maybe you can already now tell people where they can find you, what is the name of your homepage. Oh, yes, um, that's Healing Quests, and that's with an S, Q-U-E-S-T-S dot -S com, uh, www.healingquests.com. Uh, and um, my name coming has no S, but uh, the web. Yeah, and I keep on thinking always with I'm, an S, and then <laughs> I know everybody does. Actually, somebody has an email with the same name, Heather Cummings, with an S, and she's very kind and forwards them on to me. So that's oh, very nice. That is nice. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but he performs uh, so-called psychic surgery. Can you tell us about psychic surgery? I do that myself, but totally differently from him. Uh, how does he do it? Uh, well, again, it's the, the evolved being that's working through him and also the many thousands in this group consciousness that work with him. So if somebody is um, offered um, a spiritual intervention, then they would go into a room and um, close their eyes and connect, and then um, they will feel uh, afterwards up to nine different... Um, uh, Spiritual interventions can take place without being touched by a human hand. So it's all happened spiritually, um, on the mental, emotional, of course, physical and spiritual. And um, these are the spirits of light that are working in and around uh, all the rooms of the casa. And uh, so sometimes it is the um, entity of light that we're speaking to, or sometimes the entity will say, come on Friday morning, and maybe it's a different group consciousness. I like to think of it as, you know, a spiritual team that's working with us. And perhaps they, you know, uh, one will work on the emotional, the other one on the physical, somebody else is a specialist on past life and clearing karma. But uh, yeah. we certainly get attended to and uh, by these uh, compassionate spirits of light. This is so great. Now, he doesn't perform what you see in the Orient, that he puts his hands through the bodies of people and pulls out some kind of stuff. No. No, he doesn't. But sometimes they do do physical, um, you know, if a person requests it, and uh, there are certain um, criteria. For example, when he travels abroad, never. But uh, sometimes working 
um, on, on an eye or cutting something out that uh, less and less nowadays, but um, using a scalpel or a little knife and uh, there's no pain felt, no sepsis, and uh, within eight days everything clears up and only blessed water is used. But uh, less and less that is used uh, nowadays. Usually it's uh, the spiritual interventions uh, that uh, take place. Uh, you know, one thing that amazes me about this planet is that we always have to try to to attack someone, you know, for whatever. In the old days, it used to be because people had a different belief system or different faith or different religion. Now, the the idea of alternative health or alternative healing treatments is the the you know, what people are attacking out there, you know, the establishment. Has he had any of that? Yes, you know, over the years he's had um, uh, a lot of, you know, um, uh, negative attention, should we say, or negative, but also, but more and more nowadays, people are really, um, there's so many doctors that go down, Helena, and and then um, the John of God will, you know, ask them to watch and, and uh, that many of them report that their practices are changed afterwards. They return many yeah. times. I know a particular doctor in, uh, who uh, was in Portland is now in uh, Boulder, Colorado, and uh, she comes every year and she said she's much more intuitive now and much, uh, her whole practice has changed as an um, MD. And the, doctor, the, um, the uh, entities of light uh, that work through John of God love to have uh, doctors. I had a Venezuelan um, doctor who's, this is his fourth trip back with me just this last trip, uh, last, uh, this month, and uh, he's written two papers on the work um, that he's watched and uh, at, uh, at the casa. And um, the entity calls him over to watch closely, you know, to see what's going on. And uh, so it's, uh, it's amazing how many businessmen, many people come to and to uh, John of God and John of God himself doesn't you know he can't watch the films of some of the physical surgeries afterwards and as I say mostly they're done uh, spiritually yeah, yeah. Uh, now John of God I understand he is also a man of the world you know when you first hear this John of God you imagine some man who sits uh, in in the uh, jungle somewhere. Uh, isolated from the rest of the world and, and uh, not leading a normal life at all. But understand, he has a wife, he has children, and he's running a, a real business. He's running a farm, yes. he. Well, you know, he grew up very, very poor. And uh, he um, went, at, though in those days in Brazil, there was no government schooling, uh, state schooling as there is now. And so his parents couldn't afford to put him to school. So after about two years, he um, followed his father's trade, which was as a tailor, and he eventually became a master tailor, working um, as a tailor for the army. And, uh, but eventually he decided uh, he wanted to have, after about 20 years, um, 1978, he decided he wanted to have his own center and um, a, a really wonderful channel called uh, Francisco Candido Xavier, who um, channeled about 425 books and... Uh, the proceeds of which he gave, he gave to the poor, he channeled the message that it should be in this village. It was a tiny village then, 
and that he would be safe then because in the beginning John of God would be in a town and many people would come and be healed and then you know he'd be chased on uh, by doctors dentists and people they used to do a lot of uh, tooth extractions uh, John of God did free of charge of course and uh, but um, and so now he can practice there and he's been there since 1978 and he became a farmer the entities have told me that they um, helped him to you know to to be uh, to find the right land and farms because the farming supports his mission if it wasn't for his astute intelligence although he doesn't read and write as you and I do he's incredibly intelligent and uh, the farming supports his mission and pays the staff and uh, yeah. as more and more That's people right. come you have to have someone pay for it sure mm -hmm. yes and so people are not charged but uh, he has farms, and uh, that supports uh, many soup kitchens that he has, and different projects as well as the casa. And yeah. as more and more people come from abroad, you know, the the casa has evolved and uh, more comfortable seating, etc. It used to be standing; they used to stand for hours instead of sitting in the current rooms in meditation. Now there's comfortable benches, air conditioning. <laughs> when I it's, first went there, there was no air conditioning. How hot uh, does it get? Uh, because this is somewhere, I'm not sure, is it towards the coast or is it more in the heart of Brazil, in the rainforest? No, it's not, not near the rainforest. It's right in the middle of Brazil, central Brazil, which is rather like a sort of high Texas. It's uh, night, it's uh, um, very pleasant, 75, 70 degrees. It's usually, you know, you often need to put a light cardigan on, not always. And uh, but gets to be about 85 degrees, but very dry, not humid. And um, when I first went there, there was there were there was only the the posadas, the uh, small hotels. There was no restaurants, no Wi-Fi, no internet cafe. Now there's a couple of uh, several nice restaurants and internet cafe, and 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 one is sort of torn because it is a spiritual re retreat, uh, a two-week tour, for example, that I offer. I, I urge people to take it as a spiritual introspection, you know, to really take time to spend time alone and and um, be part of the group that helps the group dynamic, of course, helps the healing too, but to not get caught up in the busyness of our everyday life, in, uh, especially in America, you know. It's a way to have a really nice retreat. It sounds uh, something like, I would like to do even just to go down and forget the rest of the world and just be in this energy that I well, yeah. sensed and felt from the video. The oh, energy you was would fantastic. Love it. I would love it. I know. You would love, I love it. it. And I, I have a small hotel there, and I would love you to come and uh, uh, participate and see because it's uh, it really is. I think it's a gift that we give our souls this lifetime. You know, it's really yeah. changing our lives. How do you get there? Yeah. How do you get there? Let's say you are in New York or Miami. You are in New York. How do you get now to, to his casa? Okay, well, I fly uh, from New York to Sao Paulo and then Sao Paulo to Brasilia, and then it's an hour and a half. Then I meet my group, and I give them a small tour of Brasilia, which is the 50-year-old capital, a very modern, wonderful city, a very spiritual city. And then the, the, the retreat is an hour and a half by little less by, um, I picked them up by van, nice uh, air-conditioned van, 
or by taxi. And uh, and then um, there are flights now uh, from Atlanta direct. Uh, there's uh, flights from Miami. So there's a, a lot of flights that go to, there's a couple of flights that go, one from um, Atlanta that goes direct to Brasilia. So and if people are coming from Europe, there's a direct flight uh, to Brasilia from Lisbon. Oh, incredible. Yeah. That sounds so, very good. How long does it take, let's say, from New York to, uh, well, from New York to go to Brasilia? Nine and a half hours by to, to Sao Paulo, or if it was direct to Brasilia, about nine hours, because Brasilia is a little closer. Um, if it was from Atlanta, it's about nine hours. Do people speak English, understand English down there when people get there? Yes, I mean, uh, about Germany now, a lot of people speak uh, English, but, uh, you know, that's, there's many of us tour guides, like, um, such as myself, that offer for the first time for people to go to, to because it's uh, quite a intense procedure, and as you say, lots of energy. Um, it's nice to go with a group the first time, with a, a group guide, and then, uh, you know, we're there, there's... Uh, you, you know, I'm a, a translator for the casa, but there's about five translators uh, for the casa to help people. And uh, people come from all over the world, from Australia, Romania. The book is out in Romanian and nine different uh, languages now, so uh, that's been very nice. Um, but, um, you know, I think there's, I'm sure you find this in your powerful work that you do in your many lectures around the world um, and workshops. Uh, people are really hungry for spiritual evolution and growth, don't you, don't you find? Yes, they really are. And it seems there's something that is within us, that we are wanting something more. We are feeling, we are wishing for something more, but we don't know what it is. And uh, this is, uh, you know, and when we are touched by something like this, touched by the light, I say, uh, you know, we know this is it. This is, yes. this is my answer. And I notice this all the time. And I remember yesterday I was working with someone, uh, and uh, she was so filled with darkness. And all I had to do was just remove that shield of darkness that she had put around herself. And then she knew immediately who she was. And I think this is what John of God is, is doing, of course. He's removing all the shields that we have put around us and then we come to the true selves and that right. is the light within each one of us so uh, you have the light workers i mean they are in spirit with him but you know we are all some form of light workers absolutely absolutely that's uh, that spiritual yearning and uh, the fears i mean of course there's also work to do with the entities and john of god is the first to say that he does not do the work who does the work is god and the entities of light, and that there are no miracles, you know, that we also have to do our, our part. So, for example, like you just very beautifully described, as uh, a sheet of darkness is removed, then there's freer access to the heart and to the higher vibrations because yeah. that, uh, that uh, um, uh, shield is removed, and so there's easier for, for the light, for, to, to reconnect to the light and to healing and... Of course, changing our thought forms and patterns and yeah, it comes with it. Though, it yes. Yeah, it becomes and very uh, easy, doesn't it, to understand? Yes, how. it's amazing, and and I say everything is the light, and this is what Jesus said: "I am the light." You know, this is the truth, and this is the way. Right. 
Yes, exactly. exactly. And I also go back in the, to, to the Bible where you have the first commandment, you should have no other gods before me, says who? What says the light, which is that higher energy. And once you put the light first, then everything falls into place. Everything falls into place where it's supposed to be. Right, exactly. Instead of following that fear and darkness that we have been programmed to follow. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, uh, um, yes, and John of God himself is a very humble man and uh, dedicated to uh, his life to serving 53 years, his mission so far, to continuing to serve. You know, it's, that's, it is his life. And uh, yeah. of course, uh, he, he was brought up a... a you know, a Christian, a Catholic, and but he he believes in you know the light and uh, an all loving creative force that created us all. And so um, you know whether a person is Buddhist or Christian, you know it's all comes down to the light and love, doesn't it? Yes, that is the foundation for everything. You talked before about the crystal bed session. What is that? The crystal oh, bed. <laughs> Uh, well, it's actually uh, um, one lies on a on a meditate on a, a massage uh, table, and there is um, a uh, an arm holding seven different crystals, and they're spaced out so that they go over our chakra system, and following the colors, you know, uh, orange, yellow, ex- um, uh, red, orange, yellow, etc., going up, and uh, it's like a chromotherapy with these very very specially cut crystals. And of course, uh, the the um, very powerful frequency that uh, in the beginning was uh, used at the casa. It's used a lot now. The entity will will ask for people to have one or two or five sessions. Um, and uh, also, uh, many people have now bought these crystal uh, crystal uh, beds, as we call them, and uh, have taken them to their different countries. So they're available to people. I have uh, two actually. And uh, they're available for sessions if people want. It's a very powerful. Uh, well, we know that you know crystals, uh, of course, are uh, uh, very um, powerful, and they uh, become vehicles for the light to come through, and then uh, reflecting the different colors of the chakra to balance our energy system. Yeah, and, uh, I I really believe crystals have even more powers that we have not utilized yet, or we have forgotten. When I was young and we were playing, we had a wing. We had wings belonging to the big house. And there, we, when we were kids, we found an old crystal radio. And, uh, of course, we didn't even know what it was. And then I asked Grandma, and she said, oh, that's a radio. <laughs> that's a radio. <laughs> we wow. used to use that before. And when we connected the crystals, we actually could hear the radio program that was running. Wow, that's amazing! You connected two crystals. That is amazing. Yeah, and for were they male or female? Whatever it was, you know, I had no idea. No one explained that to me. But you probably know more. But that's that's amazing. That is amazing. And what I uh, feel today that we have just kind of rejected that as as a source of power. Maybe we can get some kind of energy or speed out of the crystals that we have not utilized that we have forgotten in this big field of technology you know everything has to be machines but maybe there is something much more to that 
And that's what I'm feeling right now. Maybe in the speed or in the energy, maybe we should start to check into that a little bit more. And this is uh, my channel information right now. Yes, absolutely. And, of course, yeah. the, uh, crystals are living beings, too. They, they, uh, I once saw a very spiritual author as well from uh, um, uh, Connecticut many years ago. And uh, in her, on her altar, she had this beautiful crystal, sort of uh, fairly rough on the outside, but very clear. And she said it had been given to her by a um, Buddhist monk in in Tibet, and she said she had his photograph beside it, and she said after about 15 years, um, his image became imprinted into the crystal, and sure enough, you could see the outline of his image. That I think the photograph was above or to the side of it. It was really extraordinary. That is extraordinary. Yes, amazing. Yeah. And uh, I was wondering, you know, you say crystals are living beings, and why do they get milky, you know, at times? So you see that in crystal vases and crystal glasses and everything, and suddenly they have turned white. What? And they call it the crystal sickness, you know, in, uh, in you know, the household name for it is crystal sickness. It's when people's glasses turn white. Have yeah. you got an idea why this is happening? Maybe John or God will no why <laughs> I, well i think that's something i'll have to ask him you're talking about the crystals on people's glasses yes you know yes. you have drinking glasses in oh, yes, you know yes. the crystals and they sometimes yes. turn white and yes. you have a vase you know for the flowers and that suddenly is turning white and there's no way you can scrub that off and even yeah. pieces you know the sticks of crystals i've seen that people have shown me oh it's turned white now and why is that? It must be some kind of reason for it, and they yes. call it a sickness. Well, uh, I, you know, I know that uh, one should, uh, working with crystals, crystals are like powerful magnets, and they're able to draw off um, dense energy, and it's always good to wash them or put them back out in the sunlight for, you know, 24 hours or some hours anyway, or in the moonlight, and, and uh, wash them in some... Uh, uh, either holy water, we use uh, blessed water that is very powerful that uh, the the entities bless, and uh, we use that, but uh, also kosher salt or sea salt and water, and uh, to to relieve, to clear them, you know. So uh, I wonder, when when you're talking about crystal glasses, it, they're, they're, they're made of real crystal, not glass glasses, and... Uh, Maybe that yeah, the real uh, the the glass glasses they fix, they don't get this, but the no. real crystal, the fine the real crystal. crystal. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm, I must ask him, but I, I wonder if you know they they are taking on so much of the, let's say, dense energy in the in in the area, and they haven't been cleaned off. I wonder. It's very interesting. Yeah, that's I, very I know interesting. I, I work and with crystals uh, when I meditate, but every now and again, about every two three weeks, I put them in some I wash them and then put them in some sunlight for them to uh to uh, be uh re uh, re-exposed to nature and uh, we all love the sunlight right so the crystals oh, are very absolutely. happy and they even say uh, it, it put them in the ocean water you know in the oh, salt water absolutely. and uh, so that but if anyone out there please um, email me if anyone out there knows a little bit about this I would love to have the news and I would love to hear from John O'God also through Heather coming. 
uh, Heather Cumming is my guest today. And for those of you who have tuned in right now, but as you know, you can replay this and download this program for very long times afterwards. And uh, how do we get to see that video, uh, Heather, that I saw uh, from YouTube? Oh, yes. I think, uh, I think the one you mean, was that on my signature on the email? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, it, it, this was done um, by uh, somebody who was in my group. And uh, I can uh, send you, I haven't got that exactly here, the, the uh, connection to that. But uh, certainly on my website, uh, there's a, uh, one can uh, connect to it and see it, view it on my website. So and, maybe uh, I can send it as a link in my newsletter. Yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll uh, send it to you as a link uh, after the show. Very good. And listen, you Swedes and you Norwegians and you Finns out there, you're so scared of, of clicking on links. But do click on that one. <laughs> Don't be afraid. <laughs> They're afraid of catching uh, some kind of virus. And it's amazing. I notice when I'm in Sweden, it's so easy to pick up a virus from the computer. Uh, from the internet, much more so than here in America. I don't know why, but this oh. is the way I have noticed that it is. Oh, so that's you, interesting. Yeah, that is interesting, and I have no idea why this is. So it seems you're bombarded more with it over there, or if America has a way of protecting itself or herself um, from those viruses. But here I click on anything, but in Sweden I'm really more careful about it. So uh, now what kind of, is John of God a vegetarian or does he eat any, anything? No, he's, uh, well, you know, like, uh, like uh, my, my family, he, he's uh, a cattle rancher. And so he, you know, in Brazil, Brazil meat is very honored, but the, the animal is revered and honored. You know, every part of the animal, just as in Native Americans and Native uh, indigenous cultures, um, you know, they eat meat when, it's ne when, when the body requires it. So, for instance, on the farm it would be once a month and everybody would then uh, ride off with their um, bag of meat um, and everything would be used, you know, the skin, the hide for, for um, making uh, lassos and uh, repairing saddles and the, uh, the stomach uh, and the hooves for a special... Um, soap uh, for washing clothes, so everything is used. So John of God does like meat, um, but he uh, eats less and less of it now. He tends to eat more chicken now, you know, um, as, as we realize that uh, red meat, you know, less frequently is better for us. So he eats uh, you know, fish and chicken and, some, and, and meat l less frequently. And uh, rice and beans is the staple diet of Brazil and salad and mm -hmm. yeah. uh, very... Uh, they they have a very uh, balanced diet, Brazilians. Um, but uh, you know he he does uh, uh, enjoy food. Let's say. How how are people different who come from different countries when they meet him? You know you have the American and you have the Frenchman and you have the Swede and you have the Oriental. How do they react? Are they all the same when they meet him, or do they have different perceptions? Maybe. It's, crazy question, but, you know, you can always notice a certain trait from some nationalities. Do you see that at all? Yes, uh, indeed. Um, I think, um, uh, you know, Brazilians come by bus, sometimes 30, 34 hours by bus, 
And, um, you know, even though they speak the language, sometimes, uh, you, know, you know, I'll go up and help them uh, see if, if they're coming for the first time. Would you like me to help you? Because when they get before the entity, it's such a vast energy, you know. It, it is unconditional love. And... Um, but a very high frequency as you as you tuned into, and so sometimes um, people become tongue tied. You know, they they stand before him and forget. Uh, to give you an example, I, there was a Brazilian doctor staying at my hotel, and uh, so I took him up and introduced him. And as he approached uh, uh, John of God, the entity working through him said, um, "The entity of light, I see you as a as a doctor and dressed in white, not in you know that he had." blue jeans on and um, so the the entities see us as a hologram you know and, and already recognized uh, what his career was and so then he forgot to ask his questions that he wanted to ask for his health and so uh, I took him back in the afternoon and um, said you know he is the doctor and he has this and this and this that he needs help with and uh, so there's a great um, uh, I think uh, with all people, all races, all cultures, a great humility when they stand before the entity, mostly, and um, um, and uh, some some uh, we're, we're I, I would say that in America we're used to a bit more, you know, going and having an hour session or a, you know getting. So I take a lot of time to explain to people, you know, you won't be sitting down having a one-on-one -on -one with John of God, you know, a few words, and then. You know, it's about opening your heart and receiving the healing energies, uh, receiving the light, and trusting, you know, surrendering to the healing process, which is very powerful. And uh, so at the beginning, it's, uh, I think, especially, um, uh, you know, um, American uh, culture is more used to having that, you know, one-on-one. -on -one and, and, you know, at first they sometimes might, well, shouldn't I go back again and ask? And so we say, no, once you've, asked your first three questions you can you can release that and let it go and then focus on your healing you know and then yeah. the next time we go up we ask something completely different do and they feel anything afterwards when they have oh, gone through this moment oh huge i mean usually i write it down you know what the next step of their healing is because by the time they get outside they've forgotten what i've said or i've only been able to give in in that moment and then i go up and meet with them and they you know, they've had a huge, uh, at first, you know, they're nervous, and I keep saying, you're not going to get anything wrong. And after the first morning, you know, they're like relaxed because they know that everything is going to be taken care of. And people come back. I have people that come back many, you know, on a yearly trip, even though perhaps uh, for spiritual evolution. And, of course, those who are needing it for physical um, illness come back until their issue is complete or... But uh, many people, I have a lot of people that come back every year as a, as a you know, pilgrimage. This my last trip. I had uh, 19 people, and uh, 15 were people who were coming back again and had met each other on, you know, the previous years. It was very nice. Ah, good. So, uh, will it help or will it ruin the healing session if people don't believe? They don't open up their hearts. They just get as, oh, I don't believe in this. I don't think this is going to work, you know. Will it work? Oh, Stay yes. Close. Well, I mean, that's part of it is helping people, you know. To That's why, you know, say if, if people can go down on a group, um, there are many group leaders, so that they get supported and helped with that. But uh, in my book, uh, Andy Rayson writes about how he came and kept telling me he was a skeptic, 
but he comes down twice a year now. He's been, um, and he's completely, uh, you know, he helps many people because he says he came down the first time as a skeptic, and on the second day he knew he was receiving what he needed. And uh, his story is in the book. Uh, he's a businessman, and but you know, as John of God says, um, everybody has, that comes down must have some sort of belief, otherwise they wouldn't make the journey. And there's very few people would make that long journey to go and uh, you know debunk him. Um, and so somewhere they have some belief, right? Yeah, and, it could uh, also be like you know the wife wants to go and the husband goes with her. Or the husband wants to go, and and the wife says, "Oh, I don't want to," but she goes anyway because he's going. Yes, and then 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 they receive uh, often even more of a of a transformation. It's very you know they they'll say you know I came to support my husband or wife, and then they'll say, but you know it's amazing what I'm feeling. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean it. He he's certainly touched the lives of millions and transformed the lives of millions. You know, even one trip is a, a transformational experience. It may not be a physical healing experience, like all illness can be cured, but not everybody is cured because it depends on, you know, the karma. It depends on a person's soul's journey, many things, and it depends on a person's commitment too, you know, to follow... Um, to to do their part and return and and many different things, but I don't know of anybody that has said that uh, you know that their life hasn't changed profoundly on some level. Yeah, and I like what you said that you have to make a commitment, you know, to get well, the commitment to to open up to it or to to be well. Now, uh, do you have to be sick to see John of God? Not at all, not at all. Many people come as uh, for spiritual um, growth, spiritual evolution, out of curiosity, you know, out of this yearning that we talked about for uh, a, a, a heart opening and uh, a sense of spiritual direction. And, uh, and these are the people that come back a lot, you know. They come back because it's touched them so profoundly. They come back to drink at the well, and they find their life changes, and they you know, they go back home and feel calmer and a sense of uh, peace and understanding. And uh, um, you know, it's a, it's a really is touching our hearts in a profound way. So um, uh, we are coming. This goes so fast that we only have well, we have a few minutes left. Uh, but uh, those who would like to buy your book, they can get it uh, where mostly on uh, Amazon.com. Um, they, they, um, uh, if, uh, if you go to Amazon.com and uh, uh, it's, uh, John of God, the Brazilian healer who's touched the lives of millions, and uh, um, and I love Amazon.com by the way. I think it's so easy to get it delivered to your door. And when, if I go to the bookstore, I never find what I want, and you order it, and you have to go back and pick it up and so on. But Amazon.com, I think, is great. And they deliver to all over the world, don't they? I think... Uh, I, yes, I believe so. It's, uh, it's a wonderful uh, organization. makes our life very simple. And, uh, yes. Now, yourself, uh, do you perform any healings yourself when you are in Brazil, or do you do it just no. uh, when you are home in, in America? No, no. I, I really um, am devoted uh, really to um, 
you know, translating and helping people. And uh, John of God is, uh, from my point of view, the most profound, uh, powerful healer alive today. And so my, um, I offer, um, you know, classes on mediumship and um uh, but uh, I, we ask that nobody do any alternative healing um, when they go to John of God for 40 days following that diet. And, um, and That's, the, that's very know, good to say that. That's very good. Yes. It's very important because, you know, the, we're, the, we're being worked on on such very deep levels. And so to have acupuncture or Reiki or anything else or even massage, the entities ask us to honor that diet for 40 days just as somebody else coming from, you know, another treatment center, they would say, well, they, you know, that they should uh, honor that diet too. Um, just so that uh, the body really integrates uh, the healing process. And uh, uh, the more that, uh, that uh, I realize, you know, how little I know. Um, and so I'm, you know, really devoted to um, meditation and, uh, and uh, I do seminars on uh, mediumship and um, uh, earth honoring and uh, shamanic journey but um, you know more and more I'm living down in Brazil now and uh, traveling to talk about John of God and uh, the wonderful work that is taken out into the world through his dedication uh, faith and devotion yeah what is John of God himself saying about our world today about the environment, about the politics and the wars. What kind of opinion does he have? Well, you know, he uh, tries to um, not get too involved in, you know, political discussions, and, you know, that begins to upset. But he has said that this is the time when there will be many storms and uh, that uh, water will be uh, a very, um, let's say, a commodity that we must uh, take great pains to look after, you know, uh, yeah. water for us to be able to drink, uh, that uh, it will, you know, that we must take care of that. Um, and, uh, you know, this this was, uh, I think it was the beginning of this year that uh, um, that, that was uh, uh, announced, um, and uh, I think it was, it was either in, uh, in uh, October or in January this year, and of course we've had lots of uh, storms and uh, volcanoes and all sorts of eruptions. Yeah, and we can uh, interpret that in many ways, there being many storms, you know, of course we can even say volcanoes spitting out all the ashes as a form of storm, and, and even an earthquake is a form of nature's storm, you know, to yeah. us. So uh, and and uh, so he says it's going to be more of that. Yes, the next three years uh, he he had said uh, that uh, this would be a time you know that and that we should be careful to make sure that we always have storage of water in our homes you know drinking yeah. water. Yeah. And um, you know and I think it's um, you know as we all work on ourselves and uh, calm our inner storms and become calm and tranquil and you know. I think um, this is not what John of God says, but as, as everybody is growing and evolving, and um, we, uh, if we can uh, not get into the fear, but visualize uh, this wonderful planet um, healing and uh, the world growing in consciousness about uh, the stresses we put on our planet, right? 
Yeah, we have to take care of our planet. And a few years ago, you were kind of odd if you dared say that. But now that's not the case. And I now speak at various environmental uh, conferences, which uh, you know wouldn't have been the case a few years ago, because now they realize we have to change our consciousness to understand what is going on. If you just keep on sleepwalking like some people still do, you don't see, you don't understand, you don't know, and everything will fall apart around us. That is my opinion. But anyway, we're coming to an end here. Heather Cumming, thank you so very much for being with me today. It was so great, and you had a very short notice. You came back, and and I got you, and you had to reschedule your day. But thank you for being with me. It was oh. such fun to have you here, and I'd love to speak to you again. I'd love to meet you again. And maybe next time it will be in Brazil. You know, I have that urge after so and felt the, the energy of the video. I love to go. You know, I want to feel that again. It was like I went through a high. So anyway, for the Swedish market, I should be in Sweden giving a seminar uh, on June the 12th in Stockholm. And I will send out more information on that one. I will be in Norway, uh, middle of of May, and please, for more information, go to lifetravel.no, and they should give you more information. And then I'll be in Helsinki uh, at the end of May and beginning of June. There we go. And in the meantime, I have a new CD recording, a new meditation, an anti-stress meditation, very, very powerful, in Swedish for the first time. It's going to be wonderful. It's in production right now and will be sent to Sweden in the next few days. And you will be able to to buy it in various stores. And also, I also have the announcement of my latest uh, English CD, which is Finding Your Inner Light. I've heard from many, they use it a lot. They use it, in fact, every day. And I heard from one of my clients, she wouldn't be without that CD. So you can get it through me directly at activeail at gmail.com or info at yahoo.com. So here we go. And my website, speakingtoyourheart.com, you're welcome to see it. It's going to change its looks in the next few weeks. And it will be a little easier to understand than it's now. Now it's full of information and we'll have a little more streamlined for next time. So we have come to an end here. Thank you, Heather, again. I will finish with some music by Eddie Benitez, who's been on this show, and it's called Flight into Heaven. So see you next time. I will make a few recordings now the next few days, so we will be on a regular basis again twice a month. I used to be weekly, but I have no time for that. So we do it once a month, and you will also have some shows in the Swedish language during the summer. Thank you all. Thank you, Heather. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Goodbye.